Hi, and welcome to the Virtuosity Project podcast. My name's Lisa Hetherington, and I'll be chatting to you each week about all things CrossFit, motivation, life, a little bit behind the doors of a CrossFit affiliate, and anything else that we think might provide you with some education, uh, give you a little bit of entertainment and some inspiration along the way. So thanks for listening. If you do enjoy what you hear, please feel free to give us a review on iTunes through the Apple Podcast app. Uh, That would help us out a great deal. Leave us a review, give us a rating. We would really love that. And please share this with your friends. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hi, hi. And it's an early start for us this week. It's on a Monday. We did miss the last two weeks. Uh, Lisa here from Virtuosity Project. I've been struck down with the flu again and I really didn't have a voice fit for recording, otherwise I probably would have coughed my way through, which is not really interesting for you guys. So we're back. Hopefully this week we'll get a double episode out. Um, Just checking in with our check-in, see how everyone's been. As I said, the last two weeks I've been a little bit smashed with the flu, so it's kind of been uh, just focusing on the things that I had to get done to get through. Um, August now, we should be at the tail end of the flu season, so hopefully you've escaped it pretty well unscathed we've had a few members here dropping pretty badly with it and getting it you know two three times so it's been a bit brutal this year uh since our last podcast the crossfit games have been and gone uh tia claire toomey the uh fittest woman on earth for the third consecutive year she becomes the first woman to win it three times and also three times in a row which is a pretty outstanding feat and she By the end of the weekend, she had won by a considerable margin. Uh, And Matt Fraser, fourth in a row for the guys. Uh, Matt and Tia never finished off the podium, so pretty impressive effort. And our favourite Rich Froning from CrossFit Mayhem, his team CrossFit Mayhem Freedom, uh, took out the affiliate cup or the team component again. So it was pretty exciting to watch. There was really good coverage through, uh, I watched through Rogue um, Iron Game through that part on their website and they're excellent commentary, excellent coverage and uh, lots of controversy with the events, with the cuts and when cuts were made, how they cut the field from, you know, 150-odd down to 10. Um, Definitely think it made the event a bit more um, exciting but it also sad to miss some of our favourite athletes who, you know, just didn't perform well in the early events, uh, you know, get cut before making that top 10. Uh, so be interesting to see how the new season unfolds. We've got the CrossFit Open kicking off in October. Uh, always a big event for us here at CrossFit 4504. We get the whole community involved with people throwing down, doing the workouts, uh, getting involved in themes and judging, and we have barbecues and beers, and it's a fantastic event. Um, so we're looking forward to that kicking off and then see how the rest of the season unfolds. There's about 28 sanctional events next year so that clearly this year at the CrossFit Games we're 14 teams so next year there'll be more which will add interesting dynamic to the team competition um and then the qualification process for individuals I think there's still some things to be clarified so an interesting year ahead in the sport of CrossFit this is the last year as we roll into 2020 of the Reebok sponsorship Greg Lassman's come out on a podcast uh Julie Fouché's Pursuing Health podcast saying there won't be a title sponsor of the CrossFit Games for the next two to three years. Uh, So that brings in a whole heap of questions after 2020 about what will happen 
who's putting the prize money? Is it going to be worth athletes even attending? Will it be the same? So as a fan of the sport, I hope it continues. Um, I hope it is still a showcase event. Um, but in saying that, we've got 28 sanctionals and some of those are quite high profile. Uh, you know, the Rogue International is a big event. The Down Under CrossFit Championship here, which is run very similar to the way the Pacific Regionals were, pretty much the same team. And those guys run a very good ship and have a great event for both athletes, volunteers and spectators. So uh, looking forward to uh, being part of that one again uh, in 2020 as well. All right. So uh, I thought this week I would uh, cover... An issue which tends to come up a lot is when you've had a break from training and you, and you want to get back into it. And there's a few different, uh, I guess, reasons that you would take a break from training and they each come with their own um, thought thought patterns or perils as you want to re-embark into it. So someone might just take a break because they were busy at work you know, uh, family, kids, just life was getting a bit crazy. They weren't they weren't getting into the gym, so they take a break. Um, could be a long term injury. Uh, I know we've had a member out recently with a completely destroyed knee and uh, foot that's taking some time to rehab. Um, but also, it could be you trained many years ago, and now you're going to try something completely new or Finally, your life has freed up and you decide to get back to training. Now, each of those scenarios are different but the same. Um, and the big thing that comes along with that is, is that anxiety that people get about coming back to training. Now, if you've taken a break for a considerable period and you're going back, so I have members who've taken a break from here and they return back, they have that little feeling of anxiety going, oh, you know, things have changed, there's new members, my buddies might not still be there or uh, the class has changed or there's newer people in the class or there might be new coaches and they and they know deep down inside that they're going to feel uncomfortable for a little while. So there's that anxiety and, and the nerves around that and, and they're not wanting to, they know that they're going to feel sore for a little bit while their body adapts. So they're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, do I want to feel like that way again? And logically, that's only going to be for a very short time. Uh, your body will again adapt very quickly to the movement. And of course, um, here we take great care to ease people back in. I've helped members ease back in by doing a few one-on-one sessions firstly, get them confident with moving again, then have them roll into classes. And we can gradually build up their intensity and their loading and their while we build up their confidence that's really important to us here to make it nice and easy to transition back in we make it super fun and you know make sure that they have a great time but there is still that that bit of um nervousness about it and I know my legs are going to hurt and I know my I'm going to sweat and I'm going to be uncomfortable in class and I'm not as fit as I was and falling in that trap of comparing themselves to where they once were and I, I'm guilty of that I um, tried to kick back off training a little bit before I fully uh, succumbed to flu last week doing some deadlifting and I was like this isn't the numbers that I used to lift but you know it is what it is and there's a whole story in and journey in between my last deadlift and my first deadlift last week and and all of that comes into play and falling into that comparison trap which I've spoken to before is pretty much going to make me sit there and go 
oh, well, I'm not going to be what I was, so I'm just going to stop. And so for a lot of people, that feeling can be quite overwhelming where they're, oh, it's it's just going to be too hard to start. I'm not going to go back. And then they never go back. And, you know, with a little bit of time and patience and a lot of kindness to themselves, so being mindful that you're going to feel this way and, and making that okay, because as coaches here, we understand that and we know you're feeling that and it's okay to feel that. Um, you know, that adjustment period to coming back really doesn't take that long and before long, oh, I haven't lost as much strength as what I thought or, um, you know, I'm not as unfit as I thought. It, it starts to come back fairly quickly, particularly if you've, you know, had trained pretty uh, consistently prior to taking a break. It really doesn't take that that long to come back. Um, so what I say to people is, you know, don't let that momentary bit of anxiety or the comparison or um, just that not wanting to hurt again stop you because that that will abate quite quickly. And once you come back to your first class, you're going to be smiling and laughing and, and everyone's going to have, you know, a good time. And this applies to, you know, not just CrossFit, a uh, broad spectrum of things, whether you're a swimmer or a runner. Uh, runners are a little bit um, different because most of the time you would do that solo unless you were lucky enough to be part of a run run club. And when you come back in, I'm quite sure your run coach or those in your group would welcome you back in and, you know, understand that you're easing back in. And that would be my one of my first suggestions as well is, you know, when you want to ease your way back in, find someone who can support you in that. Go see um, a run coach. Come see a CrossFit coach, uh, see your trainer, explain how you're feeling and then have, have them help and support you on your way back in and ask them questions about what will I be doing, um, you know, and letting them know how you felt in the break. Like, yes, my knees were a lot better. Um, they were sore when I was training all the time, um, you know, and your trainer uh, should be able to, and I know we definitely do it here, should be able to help you ease back in and recognize that and say, okay, well, clearly, you know, squatting isn't great for your knees. Let's find a different way to have you still get that movement in and get that stimulus, but without um, making your knees hurt all the time. And we can achieve that. I do that a variety of ways here. I have members who will just do box squats now simply because it allows them to squat heavier than a, a freestanding uh, like back squat or front squat. Uh, it allows us to control their positions better and it allows them to feel a bit more supported and not just taking load through their through their knees and making their knees hurt. And we have much better outcomes that way. So, you know, any coach should be able to do that for you and be willing to do that for you to help you um, continue to progress but also be able to live the life you want outside training. And it kind of leads me to the next scenario is if you've, you know, returning from injury. And, and this can be a tricky one because... You can lose confidence in what your body can do and your body quite often, depending on the injury, like if it's been quite a serious injury, say you've blown apart your knee, you know, the simple fact of the matter is your knee is never going to feel like it was pre, pre-surgery, particularly if you've had, had extensive surgery. It just, it, and particularly as you, you know, get a little bit older in years, it's always going to feel a little clicky, maybe a little grindy. Um, it's going to have good days and it's going to have days where your knee is just flat out grumpy Um, and you don't trust it, you know, whether it's a shoulder or a knee or an elbow or or something, it's very hard to trust it. I know many years ago I blew out my knee and I had surgery 
Um, my knee used to just pop out all the time. Could pop it out getting out of bed pretty much. The ligaments were that loose uh, by the time I had surgery. And uh, even now, like 20, 25 years after I've had it done, I still unconsciously now if I'm walking up to a set of stairs, my stride will change. So I lead with my left leg and not my right. Now, I know that right knee is uh, super strong. I know it's, um, you know, solid. Um, it took me a long time when I got back to playing golf to be able to, um, you know, pivot on my back swing and load up that back leg and not worry that it was going to pop out. Um, but I know that after doing all the rehab I did, not at the time I had the surgery, uh, there weren't a lot of resources available to me at that time. It wasn't really rehab properly, so I had a lot of atrophy in the leg muscle. But in 2003 when I started working with my first trainer, he spent a lot of time strengthening my legs and since then I, I, I rarely get knee pain. You know, I rarely feel it moving around and it's it's probably stronger than my other knee which has supported the load through the majority of my life. But I get it that it, it, you lose that confidence and you're like, oh, you know, I can't push off that side, I can't lead. And, and the knee always feels slightly different and the same for shoulders or fingers. But I guess in that instance, um, you know, you've, you've almost got to accept where it's at and what it is and accept that it's not going to always be smooth sailing. There are some days where you have to go, you know what, it's just not feeling it today, I'm going to leave it alone, come in, see your coach, and your coach will modify for you. I know particularly here we go, okay, cool, well, we're not going to have you squat today or load it up. Let's have you do some bench press or do some modified movement so you can still jump in the workout with the class. So again, I get back to this theme that you can still come to class and you can still hang out with your buddies. Just going to do something a little bit different, which is a little bit kinder for you in that day. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be, you know, I'm going to wait for it to be right before I train again, because it's, it may never feel right in your mind. Um, and, and I get that that sucks. It really does. And, and it's unfortunate, but it does take a little bit of an adjustment mentally about, oh, you know, this is, this is where it is. It's unfortunate it happened. So how do I make the best of it? Um, I'm a big believer in, in getting movement through joints and, and through body parts, um, to help the overall healing. Cause you get that blood flow, you get the the nice um, healthy healing blood through there, it's moving. You're not going to be bound down with scar tissue and having things seize up. I'm a big fan of movement. Even if someone has a, a bit of a tweaky back or, or sore, you know, we'll get them in, help them do some mobility, loosen it up. Um, clearly I'm not going to throw them into a heavy deadlift that day, but we're going to have them move and maybe do some things that are going to loosen up that area and get some blood flowing in there and, and get it recovering a little bit quicker um, if it's just a bit of tightness or a general sort of um, use issue, if it's an actual injury, cool, well, you know, sharpshooting pain, we're going to the physio, we're going to get that sorted out, um, you know, pretty expeditiously. But if it's just, you know, general tightness, just doesn't feel right today, we're still going to move it, but we're going to do it in a way that's appropriate, it's not going to overload it. And and any smart coach should be able to do that for you and be prepared to work with you and, and help you through those difficult days. Um, you know, some days you're not going to trust it and that's just how it is. And again, you're going to have that anxiety and that returning to training. Like, what am I going to be able to do? 
Um, and I also understand that it's hard if you're going to come to class and you can't do the same as your buddies in the class and you might feel like, well, they're doing that, oh, I'm just doing this. But, again, we're playing this for the long game and this is just a short-term list, six or 12 months that it might take you to rehab a, a significant injury is teeny tiny in the whole um, calendar of your life and taking the time you know, when it's quite acute and and managing it and dealing with it effectively will mean you get back quicker in the long run. That that healing healing um, curve is is a lot shorter and you're gonna have a much stronger and better outcome at the end. But again, it's about that anxiety, isn't it? And that comparison and that that doubting yourself and uh and regardless how you got hurt, we had um one of our crew who was blew out her knee kicking a soccer ball with her nephew. Because um, she was trying to be Pelé and beat him for a, a strike on goal, and out goes the knee. And it's just accepting that, okay, well, you know, that's happened. Um, how do I get back to doing the things that I love? And, you know, one of those big things were CrossFit. And she took some time out before her surgery and let it heal. And as soon as she was cleared to train, you know, she was back in, we modified as needed and gradually built her back up um, to a point where the leg was, you know, nice and strong again. But still there were some days it just wasn't feeling it. Um, so we backed it off. It wasn't always about going 100%. Um, and it's and it's feeling that that confidence again and, and not doubting yourself and knowing that, okay, it's repaired, it's strong, I just need to, to build up the muscle around it. So we, you know, as coaches, we understand that anxiety and that reluctance, but it's it's part of our job to help educate you and support you and and reassure you that you know it, it's it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling, and that sometimes it's not going to feel 100%. I've got some friends who are triathletes and and whatnot who've had injuries and have been off their bike or off running for a while, and they're just returning um, to their sport, and it's almost like baby steps. But I love reading their posts to see, oh, I'm not as slow as I was or, yeah, I'm a little bit off my pace, but, hey, at least I did it. And they've they've started training again for a half marathon or their next Ironman. And that's super cool for me to see um, that they're starting to recognise the the wins in, the, in, their, in their return to training. Now, the next big uh, training uh, item, I guess, that, that can give you that same sense of anxiety is if you are starting training new. So it could be after a really extended break. You might have trained a lot in your younger life and then you've had a family so didn't have much time for yourself and now you're getting some time back, which is quite a lot of the people that come through our door. They've spent their life taking care of everybody else and now they want to, they've got some time back for themselves. But it's daunting going, oh, I'm not 21, 22 anymore. What can I do? And they've got no idea of what can they do, you know, and they decide to try something completely different. So they come to try CrossFit or you see people starting to try take up running and they jump into park run as a start or they find a run club or a swim club or a triathlon club or a cycling group to get in with. But it's daunting rocking up on your first day, you know. It's it's hard. We have a, a group here called Fit Club for our mums after they've had their babies or even while they're pregnant, that they can jump into a class. Um, we do it all very safely to support them pre- and postpartum and make sure that they're safe and they're healing as well as they can from that experience. 
but we make it also a safe space that, you know, they can come. They're going to be a little bit nervous and we understand that, so we make it super fun, but that they feel like that it's somewhere that they can belong and do something for them so they're not just mum. They are, you know, I'm a, you know, a strong woman that can train and I can, when I, when they started, they were all like, you know, couldn't lift much weight and now they're throwing, you know, 27 and a half kilos over the head for a strict press, which is, you know, nothing to be sneezed at. And some of these girls have never really trained before, but we make it fun. So, but it's scary when they come in on their first day, their eyes are the size of dinner plates. They're nervous. Like, where is everything? Everyone's new. Everything's new. And it's that anxiety about, oh, I don't know anyone. I don't know anything. And I guess as humans, that's one of our big things. And I know I suffer from it a lot. It's you don't like to be in a situation where you can perceive that you don't know everything or you don't know what's going on or you don't know how everything works because you're worried that someone might think you're stupid or you don't fit in or you get something wrong because we're conditioned in life to not be wrong. If you get something wrong, then, you know, at school, if you gave the wrong answer, then there were consequences to that. Or if you did the wrong thing and as a result, you know, as we grow into adults, it's always about not wanting to be wrong. And sometimes being wrong, we get, well, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying do the wrong thing and be a dick, but sometimes when we get something wrong, we get our biggest learnings from that. We get our biggest lessons. Um, in the gym environment here, clearly our focus is safety and we want people to move well, we want people to be well and we want you to thrive. But... Um, so we don't want you to get something wrong from that perspective and do something that's going to hurt you, hurt you. But it's a matter of just trying. We're not going to ask you hard, impossible questions. It's just about trying. And some days we will get you to try something and you'll totally surprise yourself because you'll be able to do it or do it better than you thought. Or sometimes you won't. Now that's not wrong. It's not doing the wrong thing. It's just trying and getting a lesson going, okay, well, I can't go upside down yet, um, but I'd like to, so how do I do that? And it helps you form some goals and some um, some plans around what you might like to do. But in order for any of these things to happen, for us to start something new, to return to training after a break or return after an injury, we have to get past this anxiety and this nervousness and this being cautious about um, and being afraid to be wrong and and to not and and to have that expectation that we should go in as an expert because in reality no one's an expert as a coach I'm not you know an expert on everything um, I take time and invest time in educating myself and my coaches do the same so we can provide the best that we can to our members but no one out there is an expert no one knows everything there's various pools of knowledge and you pull from that what you need and you build up your knowledge base but you know we don't always have to be 100% in control and 100% um, have all the answers and by people coming to uh, to here for example to CrossFit 4504 um, it's our role as trainers and coaches to have the answers for you when it comes to that and to be able to help you grow and develop and feel reassured. And, you know, this is our area of expertise. If we, if you're 
job was as a real estate property manager and I needed a, a rental property manager, then I'll come and see you because that's your area of expertise and that's your area of knowledge and you're going to guide me through that and reassure me when I'm nervous and worried about renting out a house, for example. So, you know, rely on the experts in the field or, well, I just said we're not experts but it, there's no better word really. Um, those who are, you know, competent in their fields and their and their skill to help guide you for whatever it is that you want to achieve. If you want financial management, you've got a financial planner. If you are sick, you go to a doctor. Um, if you want to improve your mental wellness, you'll go to a practitioner, you know, whether it be a psychologist or other wellness professional to help you with that. Um, and so when you're starting your journey, you have to realise that you you just, it's the same as getting your car fixed. If I want to get my car fixed, I'm going to mechanic. I want to learn how to move better. I want to learn how to be fit and well and healthy and live my best life and and thrive. Well, I'm going to go to see someone who can help me with that. And it's about releasing that little control and also the expectations you have on yourself that, you know, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be horrible. Well, there's no measure of horrible. Um, and all of these things are completely understandable. It's human nature. It's what we all feel. I felt it the very first time I walked into a CrossFit gym. But within 10 seconds, I was like, oh, uh, they're all really friendly. This is cool. And even though my first workout was probably a workout of my nightmares where we did uh, shuttle runs for time and, and um, getting eliminated at certain points uh, by not making the time, something that, you know, would usually make my blood go cold, I just jumped straight into it and powered away at it because I felt comfortable. And I figured that they knew what they were doing. Um, and even when I bought uh, an affiliate and opened the doors, you know, it's that anxiety about, well, who's going to come to me? Who, who? Why would people come here? Um, and having and having that responsibility that people have put their trust in you and they're looking to you for that guidance. So as much as when you guys come through the door, you have that anxiety and a little bit of nervousness. The coaches have that as well because we want to do the best job we can for you and we want to protect you. Um, we're not going to push you into anything. Well, I say we because I'm talking about me and my team here, but any coach worth their salt isn't going to push you into something that you shouldn't be doing. They're not going to take you um, to extreme limits. Um, they're going to help you build up to it and they're also going to understand that it's not an easy thing for you to do and, and have empathy for your anxiety and, and nerves. And as a coach, I know if someone's been missing in action for a significant period um, and you reach out to them and check in with them, it's very hard to get them to come back in through the door because after a certain point, it becomes too hard and it becomes overwhelming to come back in. And all those things come into play. It's like, oh, I'm out of routine. I've lost my fitness. I feel really bad about myself. And are people going to, you know, judge me for not being in or think I'm lazy or do I have to justify it? And, and none of that is has to happen. All we want to see is people coming through our door and making it a safe, fun space that they can come back and, you know, find that groove again and find themselves again and get in that space where they're really focusing on their own self-care and 
you know, living their best lives and being the best version of themselves. And that's all we really want here. Um, and any, as I said, any coach worth their salt should want the same as well. So we do understand that, that, that nervousness and that anxiety. Um, and even last week when I was resuming some starting to get back into some heavier lifting and some uh, more sustained movement going, Oh, you know, I know it's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. Going to breathe hard. Um, you know, what if I can't lift what I want to lift? And it was about me consciously putting aside those expectations. Going, you know, Lisa uh, twenty nineteen is different to Lisa twenty eleven to twenty twelve to twenty thirteen, so on and so forth. So it's going to be what it's going to be. The number's going to be what it's going to be. I'm going to own it. Um, I'm going to do the best I can with that. And this is the starting point, knowing full well um, how my body responds to movement and when I start lifting that it will progress relatively quickly and I just need to push on with that. So if you're feeling this way, reach out to your coach, reach out to me. Um, more than happy to, to talk you through, even if you're not one of my members here, that's cool, um, to help give you some strategies to, to get back into moving. Find something that you love. Find a supportive group. Find a supportive coach. Highly recommend it. Don't go it alone. Find a good coach. Ask them some questions. What will you do for me? Do you understand? You know, be honest with how you're feeling and see what they give back to you in that moment, like what advice or what reassurance, and you'll know if they're the right person for you. So have a talk to them. Find someone to be on your team who's going to be there for you and back you up. But you can always reach out to me on Instagram, uh, Lisa, or one word, or email thevirtuosityproject at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback on the shows. Also, if you listen to us on iTunes, we'd really love a review and a rating. Um, iTunes loves that sort of stuff and it helps um, keep us out there for people who are interested in listening. But thank you so much for those who listen and have given us some good feedback and I love seeing your feedback about where you've taken action after each episode, particularly people that took on our um, various little challenges. Uh, and it really excites me to see that uh, people get some val value out of these um, chats each week. So hopefully there'll be another episode out on Thursday. We'll be back on reg regular schedule. Have a great week and we'll talk to you later in the week and get back out there, get back into it. <laughs>